Welcome to the Inclusive Education Project. I'm Vicki Brett. I'm Amanda Salohi. We're two civil rights lawyers on a mission to change the conversation about education, civil rights, and modern activism. Each week, we're going to explore new topics which are going to educate and empower others and give them a platform to enact change in education and level the playing field. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. How are you doing on this Friday, Amanda? I feel like that's a loaded question these days. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing okay. It's, you know, thankfully we are having sunshine and I am so grateful for that today because I know the rest of the country is not really living in great weather. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's already hard enough being in this pandemic for almost a year and just to throw ridiculous weather on top of it is not okay, but we're going to make it through it. And that's all I got. (laughs) That's as positive (laughs) as I can be. But we are thrilled. This is probably the most guests that we've had on a Zoom. I'm here for it, though, because we're going to be talking to the Ideal Program, which is located at the Georgia State University. And we have one, two, three, four guests. So bear with us, everyone. We are on Zoom. We are doing the best that we can. And we are actually going to start with Kara Davis. Thank you so much for having your team be on our podcast. I would just love for you to kind of give a little bit of background. I know that for you, you know, you have the academic staffing component of the IDEAL program, but can you kind of tell our listeners a little bit about this program? Yes. So thank you, Vicki and Amanda, for having us. Um, we are so appreciative of that. So a little bit about IDEAL at Georgia State University. IDEAL is an inclusive post-secondary education program, but the thing that makes us stand out just a bit is that our focus is in the creative and digital media. Mm-hmm. Um, anything in terms of acting, music, any forms of theater, music production, drawing, animation, all of that We have students that specialize in all of those things. So that makes our program a bit different. Our program is a two-year program Mm -hmm. where students specialize in their area of interest and they are auditing Georgia State courses in their areas. And with that, we are also integrating different internships because the goal of after completion of the program Mm -hmm. is to become gainfully employed. So we're doing a bunch of internships along the way. We also have had some apprenticeships our apprenticeship model that we've incorporated this semester where students specialize in specific areas. They're learning some graphic design. They're learning a bit about building their acting portfolio, all those things. And they're just getting a bunch of different experiences. Of course, with COVID, things are a bit Mm -hmm. different, but we are making our best what we have. And I think we're doing a pretty good job. I mean, absolutely. Everybody's doing the best that they can. And what I'm excited about is that we actually have a current student on this conversation. Derek, can you tell us a little bit about your experience? What drew you to the Ideal Program and just uh, your future plans since this is your last semester, right? Sure. I'd love to uh, for future plans. My plans after I get done with this is to find, find a job in the acting field and then go from there. <laughs> what has your experience been like in the program so far? It's been a great experience. The people here have all really been nice and helpful and very understanding and um, good people. Couldn't ask for, for a better college experience. That's awesome. How did you find out about the program? 
I found out from it through the internet. Are you originally from Georgia? Were you somewhere else and then you transplanted to Georgia? I'm from Georgia. Oh, very cool. And so were you just looking for a program after college that would kind of help you get into the the creative space? Uh, yes, I was looking for a program in college that would help me uh, succeed in college and give me a place where, where I, I could be, uh, be creative. Excellent. And I know we have Banji on the phone call as well. And you are a mentor. I like how Kara had described it as like a social coach. Can you tell us a little bit more about your interaction with the students in the Ideal program? Yeah, I'd love to. So I would say once the students are like within their class or like after their class, I meet up with them. So it's usually like, you know, you don't really start off by saying, oh, what did y'all do to, in the class today? You usually start with, oh, how was your day? How are you? Because, you know, you want to mm-hmm. get to know people and be able to, to, you know, make connections with them. So then once you make that connection with them, you then go with, oh, what y'all do in class today? How can I help you? What can I do to be like, I'm at your service, basically. So it's like I we make great connections. We learn a lot about each other, become friends even. And it's just, it's an all-around great experience. I think what is so fascinating is the community that you build, right? And Amanda and I, so often in the work that we do, people within the IEP meetings at times, the focus is always on the disabilities. Sometimes it's very much rarely on the abilities of the person. Is that something that you guys have just really tapped into in creating like your position as a social coach is just trying to build that community to help the students out? Yes, because like that's one thing I've really learned. It's like you don't look at the like you say, you don't look at the disability. It's more mm-hmm. about the ability. It's more about who that person is, you know, not including the disability because what's the saying is it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. So it's like it takes a strong community of people willing to help to bring mm-hmm. people up. So that's what I believe. That's what our community is. And I know one of the last people that we have on the phone call is Tembi, and you are a recent alumni, correct? Yeah, I just recently graduated from Georgia State, but I've been with Ideal for the past four years. Like, I started working at my freshman year of college, so. Oh, very cool. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, so then you're, okay, so tell us about what drew you to the Ideal program. I've just always been interested in like working in the disability community. And I thought I worked in like the special ed department at my high school. And so I figured it'd just be cool to like, you know, like continue down that path. And I'm a psych major. So I figured it would all like tie in together. Oh, absolutely. um, I can also definitely speak to the like, to how much ideal like feels like a family. Like literally, Mm -hmm. I feel like all of us like learn so much from each other and build off of each other. And it's just been It's been a really awesome, like, growing experience for me, like, starting off, like, as a freshman in college with, like, working alongside them also as freshmen and then just all of us, like, growing up together, like, in the program. It's just been really cool to see all of our students grow, to see, um, I think we've had, like, three, like, cohorts graduate. Oh, wow. You can correct me on that one. (laughs) Yeah, it's been awesome to see it. It really has been. How many students do you normally have in the program? At a given year? Uh, we started off really small. Um, like when I first started, it was just, I want to say four students. And then we built on from there, like progressing more each year. And now we have 
Well, last semester we had what nine or ten, eight or nine, and then this semester we have how many do we have this semester? Eight, nine. Kara can correct me. Six. <laughs> I'm over exaggerating. <laughs> but yeah, so it's grown. And then I know next semester we're we're aiming on like getting ten more. So yeah, it just keeps growing. <laughs> Absolutely, and I bet. COVID had something to do with enrollment, right? It's obviously very different in person than it is on this new Zoom life that we have, right? And I think that personal connection in in building that village and, and being, you know, a part of a community and seeing other people has definitely helped in Tembi, you know, just even hearing about, you know, in high school, you, you know, being very interested in just working with different types of students than yourself and then kind of finding yourself in this program now is like, I'm just, I'm always so fascinated by people that like in high school knew what they wanted to do. Is this Mm -hmm. something that you see yourself kind of being in and growing with as you kind of start your postgraduate life, (laughs) postgraduate state life? Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I'm actually currently applying to the uh, clinical rehabilitation counseling program. Um, so I'm hoping to work as a counselor um, and continuing to work with students with disabilities, specifically like children. I want to mm-hmm. work with like little kids. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> that's so great to hear. Cara, what is something about the program that you would like our listeners to know? I mean, obviously, we've touched on the building of the community, inclusion, you know, and really those connections, right? Sometimes it's not it's not what you know, it's who you know. But what's one other thing that you would like our listeners to know about this program? Um, one thing that I would love for everyone to know about the program is that we are able to find some really innovative ways to get our students involved and engaged in the campus and honestly in the Atlanta community. Because we are in Atlanta, you know, we have a lot and we're also based in downtown Atlanta. So we're in the center of a lot of things on any given mm-hmm. course pre-COVID, you mm-hmm. could walk down the street and they'd be filming a movie. So that type of thing, I think our students are able to get just a different experience. You know, students are able, we had one alumni who was actually working at CNN as a production assistant. Oh, very so, cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, pre-COVID. So, you know, hopefully we'll get those opportunities once we have, you know, transitioned through this thing that we call COVID. But I just think we're able to give our students a unique experience in the program as well as when they graduate because of our grad students and our peer mentors, they all have such a wide uh, variety, such a diverse uh, network that they're able to, we're able to find ways for our students to do almost any and everything. And I really, really love that for our program. That's wonderful. And it's, you know, we, we love when colleges have programs like this and we try to showcase that as much as we can. But I know that there's like, a, there are people out there that think, how could we get something like this started in our school? So you guys talk a little bit about how the program got started. So in case any other schools are thinking, oh, that sounds like something I would love to do. Yes. So I'm going to answer some and then I'm going to let Timmy answer a little bit as well. So I started with Ideal at Georgia State in January 2020. So I am new word to the program, but not new as much anymore. But from what I know, and when I was in grad school, I helped start an IPSCN at Alabama A&M University. So from working with starting one there and then coming to one that is functioning, I will say that what I know you have to do to start is usually apply for a grant. 
get a grant that will help you to start the program, to start getting some staff persons to work with the program. Mm -hmm. Then there's something called a CTP, which is a college transition program. And you have to apply for that through the Lord, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but so the students with intellectual disabilities can receive federal funding to attend their inclusive Mm. education programs. Mm -hmm. So you definitely would need to apply for your CTP and apply for some grants that'll help you get the program started and off your feet. And then of course, getting your staff people, you definitely need peer mentors, undergraduate students. And I'd also say you need some grad students to help get some things going. And Timby, I'll let you answer from your understanding as well. Okay, so when I came to the program, I believe it had already been running for like a year or two prior. And from what I remember being told, they had like a trial run like their first year um, just with like one student and just like integrating that student into campus life and classes and like seeing, you know, how that worked and whether like Georgia State was like a good place and for that to happen, like a good enough environment to where like we can make that connection. And then I know like the following year, they added two more students and that's when they started adding peer mentors as well. And I know at first we started pulling peer mentors from our honors college program because like with honors college, they allowed students to have some type of internship on campus Mm -hmm. and it was like paid and all of that. So, but now I know we've also reached out through like federal work study and that's also how we uh, fund the peer mentors. But yeah, like Kara was saying, like finding a staff and then obviously like getting the word out there to the community so anyone who is interested can join. And yeah, it's really, I mean, it's it's definitely a growing process. I don't necessarily, I'm learning more about like the administrative like side of things, like grants and everything, like what's needed for that. Yeah. But you definitely start small, but it's okay to start small because it's always going to grow because there's really such a major need for this. Like I think now there's, eight or nine programs in Georgia, like wow. in the state of Georgia. And obviously there's way more. So, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a phenomenal first step for any state university or, or university to do, right. Is to acknowledge, and there may not even be a need, but to acknowledge that you can build within, right? And I wanted to go back to Banji and ask kind of a little bit more about how COVID has affected the social coaching. Is it a little bit of the same? I mean, obviously, you're not on campus and can kind of run into students after class. Is it more kind of thoughtful, like you have to give them a call, text them? What's what's been your experience pre-COVID and post-COVID? Because it's such a young program. (laughs) Well, I will say that um, definitely been post-COVID that you have to try, not not saying that you don't try hard already, but like right. it has to be double because right. you could see sometimes the students like they want to give up sometimes or they're um, not feeling it someday. So you have to like try your best and try your hardest to like help them and to like guide them. Because like sometimes there'll be days where they're just like, they'll be like, Banji, I just don't want to do anything today. I'll be like, you know what? Okay. So instead mm-hmm. of not doing anything today, Let's do something beneficial, but something that's not like something that's not too tough for you or something that you wouldn't find not fun. So it's like you have to be fluid. You have to be willing to operate to them and just figure out things that they would like to do. I think that's great advice for anybody right now (laughs) is to find that person that can kind of help you shift your perspective because it's really easy to get down 
that into that dark spot, right? And being able to have that implemented within the program, having that social coach, that mentor, I think is a wonderful idea. I think it really brings together the sense of community. And I'm just like so in awe of you guys having been able to get this program started and then to keep it going strong. What is, as we're kind of wrapping up, Bandy, I'll just start with you. Do you have like a heartfelt story? We always try to end like on a good note, right? Is there a story off the top of your head about how you helped one of your mentees or just even, I know Kara had shared about the opportunity at CNN, but do you have a story? I'm putting you on the spot. I'm sorry. Usually I tell you guys that we're going to do this and it totally blanked this time. So I'm going to keep just talking to give you a few more seconds, but is there a story that you would be able to share with our listeners about the work that you're doing in the ideal program? Well, I'll say this. I recently, I did like an interview with um, a radio broadcaster for 92.9 The Game in Atlanta. It was for like one of my um, assignments for a class. Oh, okay. And when I told, I told Spencer about it, she was just like, so you have a connection in 92.9 The Game. And I was just like, you know what I do. (laughs) So now I'm going to try to figure out a way to, you know, connect ideal with 929 the game so that we could give some of our students who are interested in like radio yeah. or like a broadcasting a chance or an opportunity there. So that's like kind of like the work I'm doing with ideal currently. Oh, I love that. That's great. Tembi, I'm going to throw it to you. What do you have a story, a feel good story off the top of your head? Okay, yes. I took this acting class with two of our students two semesters ago um, they both graduated now okay but specifically one of our students he was just not very motivated um, in the class he a lot of times wouldn't show up to class he had a lot of other stuff going on and it was just really difficult for me to like try to like encourage him to do better but also not trying to like tell him what to do because obviously all of our students are independent they can you know It's it's all based on like their own, you know, desires and motivation. But I was really having some issues with the student and we had put him in acting because we had a feeling that like, that's something he would like to do. And he had mentioned that he liked doing it, but there was just like some, he had like a wall up. Right. And so we basically, uh, we found they had to perform like a couple minute, um, not monologue, what's it? It was in a monologue. Yeah, yeah, Okay, we had to perform like a monologue, right? And yeah. so I found one for him because he wasn't looking for one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, please practice this. Like, you're, you need to perform it next week. Like, please, I want you to do all this. And he was like, all right, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to practice it. I didn't think he was going to do well, right? And the student, like, absolutely blew me away <laughs> when Aww. he got on stage. Like, he just, like, because the monologue, like, specifically connected to him personally because, like, he just felt connected to it. And you could really just see the emotion like on stage, like as he was performing it. And he just looked like he was so in his element. And that was really beautiful for me to see because I never seen him like that before, like like showing that type of passion. Yeah. Yeah. It made me feel good. And I think it really made him feel good because I don't think he even like that was in himself, like that right. kind of like talent and capability. I love that. You know, it just takes one person believing in you, aside from believing in yourself. And I think you gave him that, right? Before we go to Kara, Derek, I wanted to ask you, what's probably your happiest memory about being in this program? One of my happiest memories is being able to get a 10-page paper done in one night. There was this 
one sign where basically I would have to, have to do this, had to write this 10 page paper. They were supposed to, I was supposed to have the homework like a couple days before it was due, but yeah. something messed up and it never, if for some reason it didn't pop for me until the day it was due. Oh, and no. the tell her that here's what happened, that didn't pop up. So I basically sat down that whole night, right until like 12 o'clock in the morning <laughs> to get that, to turn that in. You know what? Congratulations. I remember those college days. That is quite an accomplishment. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and then, Kara, I'll, I'll end with you. What is probably one of your kind of happiest memories or stories about the ideal program? Okay, so before I give my story, my piece, I just want to <laughs> let you all know that Dorit is like our resident comedian. Oh. <laughs> um, so you all are just getting a small taste of the comedy that we're able to get from Dariq every time we're with him. So yeah. I just wanted to give him his shouts out because I was over here chuckling with my mic off when he was yeah. talking about 10 page paper. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could tell. <laughs> yes so because you know i started in january 2020 Mm -hmm. i think my experience is a bit different so in terms of you you can't beat timby's feel-good moment that's one once ever but i'll say my favorite thing from being in the program that i have seen is the we talked about the community with banji but the bond that students are are able to create with each other to me is the most beautiful thing Mm -hmm. you know we're here we have peer mentors, we have grad students and service interns and counselors, but to see a peer, a student that is in the, the ideal program with another student in the ideal program, hold each other accountable, give each other encouragement, continue to push each other to do what they need to do to finish that class mm-hmm. and to just accomplish their goals to me is the most beautiful moment because, you know, the goal is for everyone to grow while they're in the program, but to see our students help their peers to grow is the absolute most beautiful thing to see the encouragement they give to each other. And that's what I love the most about the program. And I think that's what we were so happy and fascinated to have you guys on to talk because it really starts with that foundational base of, you know, that community. And then having that example, you know, college should be, you know, after grade school and high school, you know, it's just like the same old, same old. And then college is where you really, you get a little bit of the experience of independence, right? But also of how you can build your own community, your own little family. I think the ideal program is a wonderful example of showing anybody that as long as you have that family, like you can create that family and you can achieve so much. So thank you all for for coming on our podcast. We were just so delighted that you said yes and that we were able to have so many people. We did it. We had more people. And I think Amanda had said this earlier, but just one more time, if they wanted to reach out to any of you, Tembi, maybe I'll go to you. What, what's the easiest way to reach or Kara as well? Um, what's the easiest way to kind of reach out and get more information about the program? You can either like email us. I can put like ideal program email in the group chat. Perfect. Oh, wait, this is a podcast. Should I say No, it's okay. Yeah, no, it's fine. And then you know what? We'll put it in our show notes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can do that. And then we also have um, this website that uh, one of our staff members created. It's called Faces of Ideal. And it just showcases all of our current students' uh, portfolios and work that they've done. So you can also check that out. So uh, she gave you the email. And then we also have just our Georgia State website that we'll also make sure that you all put in your notes. Yeah. 
is uh, CLDGSU ideal. So we'll give all of that. And we definitely, after you check out the Georgia State website, we would love for you to check out the website that Tempe mentioned, which is Faithfield, just to get a, a good look into our students and to have their perspective on what we're doing. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. And we so appreciate you all being here today. It was great talking to you, finding out more information. And hopefully our listeners will check out. And if you're at a college that doesn't have a program like this, look into it. These programs are amazing. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you all again. And listeners, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.